<clears throat> Hello, you are very welcome to, um, I guess this would be episode two. Now, in my very first podcast, <clears throat> um, I uh, it started quite dramatically um, talking about the what I was talking about, and uh, it felt just apt to start that way. Uh, mainly because I think it will give an insight as into why I'm speaking into my phone. Um, and also maybe there's other people out there who would feel the same way. And being a teacher, getting that message that I talked about last week, um, and also being a fan of Robin Williams, I just thought that it was kind of fuel um, to kind of start this fire, to start talking about like how I really... Uh, feel about uh, teaching and you know what we're doing to children um, and how we manage them are they customers or are they children you know I think there's a it's pretty obvious that the parents are customers um, but they should not be treated as such. I think the parents should be treated as parents and the children as the children. And there's been a very, uh, it has gotten very muddled. I've seen it get very muddled lately. So yeah, that was the first podcast. What that was all about basically came from there. Um, now today, I will be joining another podcast with uh, friends of mine and I was just wondering what um, what topics to talk about last week it was mostly about Trump and it kind of quickly t- turned to alien invasion in 2021 it was, it was a fun it was a fun talk none of us are conspiracy theorists but when we start predicting the future somehow aliens always show up <clears throat> but today I wanted to talk about um, more on teaching So I think this, my podcast will be more about uh, teaching and that can be teaching whether you're, you could be a karate instructor, an MMA instructor, wrestler instructor, a rugby coach, a soccer coach, a football coach, you could be a history teacher um, or you could be just an older brother, you could be um, an older sister, you could be a mother and a father. I think this kind of teaching always comes from the same place and it comes from somewhere in your heart that is I'm going to give something that I didn't get or I wish I had gotten or I wish I had been taught Um, and that's not to say that I wasn't given everything as um, a kid I, I think I was but you know things can be missed and uh, I think that's just Evolution is like you take what you've learned, but you also notice that you didn't pick X, Y, and Z up. And here's an opportunity to improve onto the next generation. This is what I learned. This is also what I wish I learned. And I'm going to put them together and I'm going to try package it the best of my ability and pass it on to you. Now, during this pandemic, that's a really difficult thing to do, but... I think um, I'm succeeding with it, with the online lessons, with Zoom. 
and for any teachers out there with uh, Zoom, using Zoom, or I think maybe Microsoft uh, Teams, there's another one. There's a few things out there that people can use. But we're using Zoom. And one of the things that I'm really glad I did back in March when we went online was I deleted the online book from my computer. And um, I switched to just normal PDF. And also I use Cam Scanner where I scan, scan pages that I think will be useful. Now, why did I do that? I did that simply because um, the performance of my computer dropped drastically when I had the online book with all the audio and the video. And it was mostly useless, especially now that um, the lessons are a lot shorter. So you had a slow computer, slow loading time, and the end result wasn't uh, satisfactory. So what I've found is um, making sure that all the kids have a book at home where they follow along and they're listening at the same time is so much more... um, it's, It's a lot better. And I'm going to tell you why I think it's a lot better. Because if they're on Zoom and they're using a tablet or a computer and you have the online book straight up on top of them, you have a visual... I know there's lots of visual learners, but the visuals are also in the book. And you can't see me now because there's no video, but if you could imagine me just staring at the iPad or the laptop and just listening and watching without moving my head, without, you know, reaching for a pencil to take notes. This is kind of what happens when you have it just on one device despite how great technology is you miss out on some things but if it's with a book like you would in a classroom when you're on zoom if the kids have the book at home they can be opening the pages they follow along they're looking down looking listening they can look up and interact they can have their pencil to underline things i know it's a little bit old school but i think those skills are actually fantastic just to be the simple act of just moving your head to look up or your ear perking up and then looking down at the book to see where we are. You kind of lose that if it's just all stuck on um, the device where they're just looking at the device nonstop. Now, I didn't discover this. uh, I didn't come up with this. It's just something that happened naturally when I decided I can't have it all on my computer because performance of the computer drops drastically and I lose time with the students and my job is to get them to think and talk and interact and that can't happen if we're waiting for a video to load and usually a video that isn't satisfactory. Now I know not many teachers can do that maybe they can't get away with that and normally maybe I would not get away with it. But what I'm noticing is, is that a lot of the parents are recording my lessons. And to go back to last week, I'm getting messages from them saying that they love it. And that they, it's something unique. It's a mixture of new age technology and way of teaching, but you're also keeping it very grounded with the book. And as you're asking each student on the list to make sure that they all get a chance to speak, 
it's a good way for the teacher online to see who's listening, who's following along. It's a very good filter. Whereas you, if you, and I don't want to be crude about it, but if you have it on the screen where they can see it straight away, of course that makes things easier. But you're kind of, um, as we say in Ireland, it's like, do you want me to wipe your bottom as well while I'm at it? There has to be some personal responsibility with the kids. Now, I'll give you one child as an example, and she's uh, in the third grade. And for two or three weeks, she just couldn't get it. She couldn't keep up with the book or the page number. I don't put the page number on the screen. And she was going crazy bananas. And she would pretend that her internet was gone so she wouldn't have to go to the lesson. Of course, this is all normal. Her mother was getting a little bit um, aggravated. And I said to her, it's very simple. I say the page number, follow the page, follow along. Anyway. The kid, one day, she manages to follow along. She reads, she answers the questions, she gets stars. At the end of the lesson, she's the star student. This kid has gone from not being able to find the book page to finding the book page, reading the passage, answering a question and becoming the star student in the class. She did that all by herself. Of course, I pushed her and everything like that, but it's all on her. Now, every lesson since, she is completely engaged because she has felt the satisfaction of finding it, opening it, looking at it, reading it, thinking about it, formulating her answer. She's gone from being like one of the worst kids not behavioral wise but um, academically to being very 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 proficient and good and that's all down to not handing it to her she did it herself and I was so proud and so happy okay it took three weeks it took three weeks but she did it now like I said earlier, a few minutes ago, not every teacher will get away with it. Um, but I'm lucky with Zoom that the parents have seen that it's working and the kids are enjoying it. Um, in the classroom also, uh, this, this method also did, did work. Um, I kind of feel if you come into a classroom and you're fiddling with a projector and you're 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 fiddling with uh you know uh, powerpoints and you know you're not giving especially okay with middle school and high school i get it but with um primary school you're not dealing with um, a boardroom of investors their children and a piece of chalk and a picture and a good topic and a good joke to start it will get them all on board i used to say that um if i can have uh, 90% of the kids on board with me then okay, I'm not 100% happy obviously but I'm getting pretty darn close which leads me to the saddest part of this is that the way that the school system especially where I am is set up um, whilst the administration is happy and the principal is happy um, 
at department head level, they are not happy because they see someone doing something that's different, that's working really well, not just on an English academic level, but also on a personal level where the children are really happy and excited to do something. And they are getting frustrated at department head level that their method of doing things doesn't come with the same results. And I'm not doing this because uh, I'm some, uh, you know, genius. Actually, it's probably the opposite. I just don't think I am cut out to do it that way, the way that they can do it. I remember coaching rugby when I used to be a rugby coach. Um, this was my way. I wasn't tactic heavy, you know. More motivational because I think it's in all of them, especially when there's two teachers. There's a grammar teacher and a um, communication skills teacher, which I am. So they're getting all their grammar from the grammar teacher. And then they come to me for like vocabulary and how to use it, how does it function? Like, how do you make someone speak? Like, think about how do you make someone speak? Talk. You, talk. Okay, here's a picture. What is this? What are they doing? What's the difference between this picture and that picture? <clears throat> is that how you make someone speak? No. To get someone to speak takes something that I can't even verbalize right now. It's you have to first make yourself vulnerable because they are so vulnerable at this age. They're just children. But if you come in there with your vulnerability, like I'm not saying come in there and say, oh, you know, uh, the girl I liked when I was 17 broke up with me and I'm so sad about it. No, I'm not talking about that. Come in with your joke. Ask them questions. Let them be the teacher. Is there something they know that you don't know? Maybe start it with a coloring activity. Saying, look, I don't know how to color this. Can you teach me? Which color do I need? Oh, red. Oh, thank you so much. You know, very simple things. Sometimes it's very useful to play the fool. If you're a teacher, it's okay to be the fool. Because children, they're empathetic and they're loving. And they will notice that vulnerability and they naturally will come and help you. And in doing that, it's voluntary, and they will start speaking. From my experience in the last seven years. Uh, every, every day lately, every day, I'm thinking about quitting teaching, and then I open up my lesson and I see the kids and you know, it changes my mind completely, you know? Um, I feel during this pandemic, the powers that be have found an excuse to infiltrate every orifice 
of our lives. It's like, oh, and yes, we will have the meeting at nine o'clock on the Friday night. It's like, oh, nine o'clock on a Friday night. Is that really? So yes, well, you're not doing anything. You're in lockdown, you know, do it. Like, huh, oh, we will have every meeting on Saturday and Sunday, huh? Now, I'm not the kind of person who just finishes my nine to five job then sits at home. I'm a hustler. I do lots of other things as well. I edit, I write. I have my own students. Um, what else do I do? I, I'm learning um, coding at the moment. That's my new thing. You know, uh, you know, I just do other things because I feel that they, when you have a uh, colorful life outside of work, you can bring that experience into your work and make it better. I was watching a documentary about the making of Seinfeld and Larry David said something very interesting. Um, he says, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't want my staff, my actors, my writers to be unhappy. You know, my show was about everyday life. I didn't want my writers to be in the writer's room until like four o'clock in the morning because then there'd be nothing to write about for the show. They need to be living their life, get ideas, become inspired. You need inspiration to be a teacher. This isn't a, we're not accountants. And if you kill us with this dogmatic, ministerial I don't know oh god it's disgusting just thinking about it I don't even know how to say because it's just not my world you know it, it's it's I, I imagine it'd be like what an administrator or a, an accountant's life would be like sometimes I don't know well that you're not going to get teachers you're going to get accountants nothing wrong with accountants but they're not teachers you know we're not been paid a lot to uh to do all of this I think decide whether what's important I told you the story about Ken O'Toole and how he inspired a dyslexic me <laughs> a dyslexic boy called Peter to fall in love with history and English Shakespeare even though I couldn't speak or read decide what's important I sometimes wonder if Ken Ken O'Toole, that teacher, had been beaten over the head with all of this stuff. Would he have been that kind of teacher, or would he have even have been a teacher? What would we have lost? What would I have lost? What would I be now? Yeah. Is there anything else we should talk about today? I think I should add topics that maybe aren't so focused on teaching, but at the moment that's just what I want to talk about. Um, if anybody listens to this, I think I've had three people listen to this podcast. If anybody does listen to this, um, as I go along, this will obviously evolve. Um... I'm currently looking to do interviews with other teachers, but also uh, there's other types of people that I want to uh, interview. 
There's also uh, an actor in Los Angeles who I want to talk about too, about acting, not the celebrity side of it, but the work side of it. You know, how does it work? Not just how do you get into acting, but how does it actually work? Then there's a, a gentleman who works for a French NGO who um, writes articles for the LGBTQ community in Iran. Um, he had to flee Iran for obvious reasons, and I was lucky enough to meet him, and he agreed to have a chat with me on here. So as we go on, the these little podcasts will either be longer or shorter, and there'll be less rambling from me. Uh, but I just want to, before I jump into it, I don't want to be just some guy who shows up and says, okay, today I'm talking to blah, 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 da, 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 as if I am an interviewer. I'm not. I'm just some guy um, with a phone talking into it. And I think it'd be cool to leave these little podcasts up for, for the beginning so that if it does start to become more uh, professional, let's say. Uh, it, it'll be really neat for people to go back and look and see how I started. Like, if I do a hundred episodes and then they go back to the one and the first one is me complaining about having a, having a panic attack because I can't leave my tiny apartment to go to the mountain. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it started. So, yeah. Um, I hope everyone's good out there. Um, I've had some bad news lately. Uh, from home about friends who who can't handle the lockdown in Ireland um, and it's pretty disastrous news actually um, yeah if you're having trouble find something to do maybe this you could just talk into this uh, like I said in the last one I started learning guitar and what else I started learning to code and also what is it SQL language database analysis I started learning that I just thought those would be extra you know extra decent skills to have uh, coming into 2021 2022 because God knows what kind of world we'll have and uh, God knows if I'll still want to be a teacher um, I definitely won't be a podcaster I don't think I'm very good at it <laughs> yeah anyway um, in the next episode, I'm going to tell you um, about how I ended up teaching in Turkey. And it's a, a surprising story. It's a good story. Um, I hope you like it. And uh, yeah, how do you end these things? Yeah, just have a great day. And um, if you are a teacher or if you're a coach or any sort of mentor to anyone in your life remember that uh, the best way to get through to someone who you're trying to look after to try to help or someone who's having trouble with lockdown or depression or anything like that is to share your vulnerability okay that doesn't mean opening up and telling everything about yourself be vulnerable don't come in being the all-knowing powerful god Come in at eye level. Doesn't matter if you're teaching kids high school, if you're a rugby coach, or if you're talking to a friend who needs help, or a little brother who needs help, or a little sister who needs help. Come in eye level, vulnerability, okay? Because people are good, they're empathetic, and they will know when you're being genuine. So yeah, have a good day, 
and uh, if you've dropped by, thanks for dropping by. Uh, yeah, this is the Red Beach in Paradise. And uh, in the next episode, I'll tell you why I named the podcast after that. All right, I'm going to light a cigarette and maybe go to the mountain for one last hike before our lockdown begins. All right, stay safe. Bye-bye.